This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I'm Marty. I'm Tony. And this is episode 47, Nowhere Man. Oh, that's a Beatles song, isn't it? He's a real... Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Yeah, uh, it, just, it just hit me. It's like, wait a minute. What is, it's like, oh, it's, uh, I was thinking it was like a movie, but it's not. It's, it's no. a song from the Beatles. It's the Beatles song. It's uh, one of the top five songs for, and, you, and you'll get this later, Marty. Um, if you were to do a quick Google, you'd understand why I picked it, but we'll wait till later after you do a very special intro to a very special guest that we're going to have tonight on the show. Yes, yes. We are so thrilled to have all the way from Oregon, we're in North Carolina, so he's way on the other side of the country, from Paradise Paradise, Chaz Marler. Hey, Chaz. Hello. How you doing? Thanks for coming on, man. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I will say, though, I was not informed that there would be singing. Uh, so I'm, I'm so unprepared. There's, oh, there's no singing. That was, on, that was not singing. Mm-mm. No, we, we didn't tell you this was the karaoke episode? <laughs> oh, no. No, this... Oh, yeah. So uh, you better pick a song because I think you're first. Yeah, you are first. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So, yes, yeah, so you, um, a lot of people may know Chaz from um, a lot of the videos. Well, I think you do one like every week now for the uh, Dice Tower uh, Board Game Breakfast. He, he does uh, video segments. He is the, uh, the gentleman that uh, right now is actually doing an entire segment on um, introverts, which is actually something we're going to be uh, talking about in a little bit. And uh, so... Uh, is that where you, did you you did some video stuff last year, right? But you really kind of got into it when you started really submitting all those to uh, the board game breakfast for Tom. Didn't he do? Didn't you do like over seventy videos last year in season one or something like that? Uh, yes, uh, actually, I just uh, this last week uh, had my first year anniversary, and yeah, in this first year did about seventy different videos. I've been doing the board game breakfast for almost six months. So about halfway through this first year, started doing the board game breakfasts and th- those are weekly. The, the YouTube pair of dice paradise episodes are still a little more sporadic than I'd like them to be. You know, uh, a week goes by and I haven't posted something. I start to get the shakes and the jitters. And I gotta get something out, but I'm, I'm hoping to make the schedule for those a little more consistent too. Well, it's, it's some, some of us who are trying to drop a video here and there, just the fact that you can like do one every week for the, uh, the board game breakfast is just very impressive in itself because, I don't know, maybe I just stink at editing, but after I do a video, I just spend all the time editing. It's like, I just don't have time to edit, you know, but I want to make it decent. I don't know. I don't know how you people throw these videos out so fast. You and Suzanne, like weekly, man, just and she does all the stuff with the uh, the apps. So she has all these cuts in of the the apps and, and all that junk. It's like, oh, holy cow! How do you have time to do all that? I've learned the secret is to come to terms with the fact that they're never going to be decent, and you just got to hit that point where it's like, <laughs> well, I'm done, and then just get them out there. <laughs> You know, I'm sitting there trying to put in sound effects and background music and all this junk, and maybe I should just stop doing all that stuff. And we were, we had submitted a few, uh, like I guess what four, Tony, to the board game breakfast. Those uh, 
player uh, player service announcements, and um, which were great. We got a lot of positive things on this. The thing is, though, those are all skits, basically. Where we have to write the skit, get people over, teach them the skit, you know, go through it several times. Tony and I do our part, and it's like, wow, this is this is really time consuming, but. We've got some ideas for more. It's just again, just getting them, getting us all together to be able to knock them out again. But that's my problem. So, well, I was going to say that, but I mean, when when you're putting these together, it's, I mean, I I wonder, like Marty's saying, how do you come up with the idea? Oh, listen, I'm going to swing my hand this way, and the and the picture clip is going to throw away. Do you think about that on the spot? Do you have a script? I mean, is this all? I mean, is it? It's so choreographed. I mean, it's amazing, man, how you do that. And like my dancing video. Yeah, exactly. It's it's incredible. I mean, you know, and I, that's what that's what I'm amazed at is that you have all these great drop ins. You have all these actions from it. The cutscenes to you thinking, you know. I mean, I'm I'm always curious. How do you manage to? Th- are you thinking about that right then or not? That's that's a really interesting question. Uh, mostly because it's about me. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Blackballed again! Oh. It's like, okay, you guys can just uh, take off your mics right now, because I'm going to talk now for another hour, so here we go. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, I do script out everything that, that, I, uh, that I do, just because the, the first, actually, the first three or four videos that I did to start with, I, I just kind of did the outline on paper and, and went in front of the camera and I found myself kind of sitting down, knowing what I was going to say, hitting record on the camera, looking straight into it and going, uh, uh, there was a game I was going to talk about. It had that stuff. So I, I, I realized that for myself, I have to script everything thing out. And that actually is a mixed blessing. It, it takes longer. But it, it, I, for me, I know the way I work. It, it gets me, I feel a stronger final product. Uh, <clears throat> and some of the scripts, uh, like some of the, well, not counting, well, some of the scripts can take, you know, a, a couple of hours to write. Um, some of them I actually will work on for a couple of months, especially the, the, the thrift sift ones where I'm kind of, uh, going through a game and trying to riff on it a little bit. Uh, there was one about a, a, <clears throat> this particular game that I, I put that that script away for two months at a time and, and would come back to it until I felt it was ready, and then and so the scripting aside, you're talking about the editing takes a lot of time. Uh, it's really true. I find that just with the recording and editing side of things, I will basically have to work two and a half or so hours per minute of final footage that comes out, and um, you know that's and that's just the way that it you know that it, it happens. And, and then, like you said, you, you're never really satisfied with the final product. You just got to get it to a point where it's like, okay, I I, I think I've, I've butchered this as much as I can. Let, let's get it out there and see how polite the YouTube commenters will be about it. Again, you have way, way, way more experience than me. We've only put out like four or five videos. And I guess the, the most extensive one was that one that I did on the, um, the game inserts where all of a sudden I said, I've got this idea for dancing and stuff. And my whole, my family was gone that day. And I said, I'm just going to shoot this real quick and get it done. 12 hours later, <laughs> I had, I had finally finished editing it all. It was, it was insane. I just didn't realize what I was getting into. And the more I got into it, the more it's like I, I was tweaking here, tweaking there. I was trying to set up two cameras to get, you know, a couple different shots. And then I said, Oh, I'm going to do this dancing thing. Then I realized, Oh, geez, that means I've actually got to sync up the music 
in the background with what was going on on the screen. So uh, kudos to you, man. And well, I want to ask you something about the script. So you don't have an outline. You actually have it written out what you're going to say. Yeah, I have found that even outline I, – I, well, when I, again, when I started, that's what I was doing. So that was about a year ago. I haven't yet gone back to trying the outline. I'm hoping that now I'm more comfortable in front of the camera and I kind of have more of a breadth of material to draw from. Um, I want to try going back to an outline again, but um, to in order to – you know, speak clearly and fluently into that little lens. Yeah, I, I actually have, I write out the entire thing. And um, I got real lucky. I actually found a way to make a uh, teleprompter that uh, actually that I use. I made it out of two picture frames. And you just kind of put them at a 45 degree angle and you can put like an iPad or iPod or something shining up onto the glass that's at a 45 degree angle and you can read it. Uh, there's teleprompter apps you can put on your, your device so you can read the words scrolling by, but the camera behind the picture frame, since it's at a 45 degree angle, uh, can't see the words. And so it just uh, shines through. And so you can read it and uh, it, it's worked perfectly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you get notes we, on that, Mario? Because your teleprompter, yeah, okay. Yeah, so here it is. We, we uh, for the skits, we too use a teleprompter for the uh, the part where Tony and I are talking about it after the skit. And so we script that out. And um, we do have that um, a teleprompter that's just running on the laptop. And that's the problem I have. I'm, I'm pointing to you like you can see this. I guess you can see this, but nobody else can see it. Um, that's the problem I have is like we try to get it so that the laptop is so close to the camera that you can't see our eyes going back to it, you know, every so often to read. But sometimes you can catch that. So I need to get your plans on, on exactly how you pulled that off because that, that would – worked for us perfectly oh yeah it was like a night and day difference when i figured out how to do that and it, it just took two picture frames yeah I'll, I'll uh after the show i'll give you my notes on how i put that together yeah I, I would like to see that because um it's uh that's neat yeah because it's, it's funny when we um it's it's bad uh when you when you film something you think it's good and you realize it's poop and you can't go back and fix it when we did your uh a promo for your uh campaign which we're going to talk about in a minute <laughs> we had we had the laptop sitting off to the side and um no that wasn't it no i'm sorry I'm ref- that wasn't it at all. We we did it the same night. We did we did a video that we haven't released yet, and that the same night. But here's what it is: we're we're doing a, a video review of uh, Star Realms, and so we shot your promo, and we said, well, "Let's go ahead and shoot the Star Realms thing." And it's our it's our five minute initiative thing. We have a bunch of audios of those. We're going to try a video format. And um, so the thing is, is we want to keep it five minutes. So I have the laptop over there running with a clock. And and when I release this video, you'll see this. You'll see my eyes cut over as I'm talking because I want to make sure I don't go over. And so when I'm editing this, I'm like, man, that looks awful. And Tony will be talking, and I'm cutting my eyes over there looking at the clock. And so then I'm trying to do these cute things where, like, we zoom in on Tony or zoom in on me so you don't see the other person <laughs> looking around the room at the laptop and stuff like that. So it, it's ugly. but And then it's one of those things, we've done it now, so now I'm going to have to use it. So. Yeah, we are. I'm not doing that again, man. We, we're done with that. So yeah, but you know what was funny when we did the promo for his um, his Indigo campaign, Indiegogo campaign. It was that was kind of fluid, which surprised me. It was. We didn't use a script for that one. Well, we we had we had notes written out, and um, Tony 
had the uh, hard part because he was the one that had to uh, I had to name look like the- an idiot. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you had to name off the characteristics of the other media creators that we were talking about. So you had to memorize all those. And But you did a really good job of, because we did have notes off to the side, but you never looked at them. So that, that came across really well. And by the way, thank you for asking us to do that. That was a lot of fun. Oh, are you kidding me? Thank you, you know, for, for doing it. Um, every every little bit helps. And it, it turned out, it, it turned out, all of them uh, turned out great. Um, I requested... You know, I, I, there's a couple of different podcasters that I know. And so I sent out requests to several different people and every single person uh, put their own spin on it, you know, much better than, you know, what I mm-hmm. requested in the first place. And just amazing. Just like every review that someone comes up with, how they put a different slant on the game. Everyone put a different slant on, on the request for the little cameo videos. And it's just, it made my year, you know, seeing all you guys, you know, just, pitching in like that it was really humbling yeah i do notice that we're, we're the least viewed of any of them but that's all right we're nobody so that's okay i think i think it's the look dude i, I mean you know it's okay it's all right <laughs> no it was um it was uh, and for those who uh well let's go ahead and talk about it. so yeah, let's talk um about it. Uh, uh, chaz has uh, an indigo go campaign going on right now for his season two of his show and he did like you said uh ask several other uh video reviewers podcasts and stuff send a little promo well, uh, if you go out there and watch ours, it seems very mean of us what we're doing. But see, this was Chaz's idea, not ours. He he pitched the idea of like, uh, would you do this thing where you're talking about me, but you you don't know whether it's who it is, and it's like you know reference other people, and it's like you can get them confused. And uh, well, that was a really bad example or explanation of that. But anyway, so so we took that and uh, that basic thing, and we just made it a little bit longer, probably too much longer, because we went in two minutes, and everybody else went in a minute. And Tony said, "See, ours is too long." <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's that's what he's referring to. So no, we were not purposely being mean to him. That was his idea. I'll I'll corroborate your story. Sure, I'll, I'll back you up on that. <laughs> that's what we'll tell the public. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and we appreciate you backing us up there, sort of. Okay. But so so you got season two coming up. And like I said, you've done over 70 videos in season one. Uh, I mean, from your thrift store ideas to, of course, board gaming. And you're doing this series now, um, you know, about the introversion uh, and being a board gamer. And you've done some reviews, and I got to remember to ask you a question: What type of cameras you use? Because I'm in the market for that. And um, but anyway, so what's season two? What what are people going to fund? Well, that's a that's also a good question. Um, well, right now, um, I think I mentioned this. Oh, that's, we're professionals here, dude. Come <laughs> I'm on, so outclassed. <laughs> the uh, I, I, I believe I mentioned it in the introductory video to the fundraiser itself. Um, every every one of those seventy videos over the last year has been you know written, researched, filmed, and edited uh, in little tiny bits of time, snuck away in evenings and on weekends. And, you know, it's, it's been a lot of hard work as I'm, you know, you guys know firsthand how much hard work it is. It's really a labor of love to put together anything audio or video, but it's so rewarding. Um, the, the purpose of the, the fundraiser, the, the primary purpose is really to raise the funds to allow me to, for lack of a better word, buy more time. Um, the, the goal is to offset other expenses so that in real life, 
can reduce down to part-time for at least you know a few months or so and really take advantage of that extra time to produce more content higher quality you know more and more consistently scheduled as well and the more funds that are raised the more months of 2015 can be dedicated part-time or even full-time to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, to the website, to everything else and all the projects related to Paradise, Paradise that you know I would like to accomplish in, in 2015. I had a really wonderful question, and it just totally slipped me. Yeah, I'm real professional over here. Okay, so we'll, we'll, I'll step in here. I can't segue worth crap, but I can ask questions. Okay. <laughs> That's great. So you've got other ideas that you're going for, board game, uh, breakfast, keep donating to those. Um, are you are you going to explore other ideas? Are you going to – I mean, thrift stores, great. I mean, I walk in there to the thrift stores I can find nearby because Goodwill's not a very good one. I mean, what what made you come up with that idea? Uh, well, to, to be honest, I am a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater. Um, that was – my favorite show, um, you know, and for anyone who doesn't know, Mystery Science Theater is where they take really cheesy, bad, old movies or sometimes current movies, and they have the little silhouettes of the guys watching it at the bottom of the screen, and they play the movie and they pretty much just riff on it the the whole time, cracking jokes and and everything. And first episode of that that I saw way back when, I just fell head over heels in love with it. I, I have never laughed so hard in my life. So. <clears throat> I guess kind of my cynical, sarcastic sense of humor sometimes can go down that slant. And so I, I kind of have that ingrained in, in my sense of humor a little bit. So when I, I was at some thrift stores thrifting one day and I just found a couple of games that I just had to stop and look at and think, did I read this right? Did someone actually make this? game and i just realized it was like kismet i realized uh, i need to take this and just kind of uh take that slant on it and present it in that way and it was just uh it's been my some of my favorite episodes that have been produced by far have been the the thrift sift ones those are also the ones where i let myself have the most fun and just go in any direction i want to with them um you know there's there's no real canonized format for what i'm going to do it's just whatever however the game speaks to me is how it's going to turn out <laughs> so we'll see more of those more crazy costumes all that stuff i mean where do you get costumes? <laughs> when you buy the game you go by the thrift store or what <laughs> well <clears throat> yeah that that actually was almost an accident um when I almost an accident, how can you have an almost an accident? <laughs> if you knew me better, it'd make sense. <laughs> um, there, the the episode, the first episode that had a, a costumed character in it was the the thrift sift episode for the Napoleon Dynamite. It's pretty much my favorite animal game game, and for the Napoleon Liger, yes, the one with the Liger and um, the. Uh, all the other Liger type animals. Tony doesn't know Napoleon Dynamite, so exactly. Yeah, ba- based on that one scene in the movie where he drew, he he makes a Liger, someone was inspired to make an entire board game about that. So, <clears throat> um, and so in this game, you're combining two different animals to make a new animal. That's the whole premise of the game. So I got the idea of combining two different things together, uh, you know, as as kind of the running gag in in the video. And like in the very final scene of the video, I actually, um, I 
make I combine two animals. It causes a rift in time and space. And I actually uh, had a bald wig I found uh, at a Halloween shop because uh, it filmed right after Halloween. I had a bald wig and a black shirt. And so I actually dressed up as Tox from Crits Happen. And uh, that was the, the joke at the end well, was that, uh, you know, his podcast and mine combined in some unholy union somehow or something like that. But um, anyway, the, the, the main costume character in there that was introduced was uh, the Professor Riley Knott, uh, the molecular engineer. And a, the reason it's an, almost an accident is because originally the, that scene with the professor character with the big blonde poofy wig and funny mustache – I actually was going to have a friend of mine um, follow the pattern of combining different podcasts, and a friend of mine was going to actually dress up as another very well-known podcaster that we all know and love, and was going to come on mm-hmm. and say, "Yo, look what you've done! You've turned me into this person!" Uh, and at the last minute, it fell through. So I had to drive down to the costume shop, grab a couple things off the shelf, said, okay, I'll just have this guy come on and, and say, you can't combine animals. You'll cause a rift in time and space. I'm a professor. I know what I'm talking about. And lo and behold, everyone now that talks to me uh, is like, when are you going to do another episode with the professor guy in it? So it it just turned out <laughs> much better than my original plan. <laughs> well, that's, uh, Sometimes it's funny how things work out like that where – you come up with like uh, things like that that are so successful and they're almost happened by accident. See, Tony, almost an accident. It is a thing. See? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to trust you on that. I'm going to trust you on that. Have you come up with your question yet, man? <laughs> yes, I have. So this Finally. Is, this, this is going back to the answer from your first question. So you were uh, talking oh. about uh, your Indiegogo campaign and being able to um, – uh, put more time into making the videos. So yeah, I just got to ask this from a, a person who has a career. I mean, your job have a you, you got a certain sort of career where you can say, "I'm just going to work part time." No. Um, <laughs> actually, I am in a. I'm really blessed. I'm in a really fortunate position, actually, where I can I kind of can do that. Um, I I have one of those jobs where each day just X needs to get done. And sometimes that will take an hour. Sometimes it'll take 10 hours, 13 hours. But as long as those things are accomplished, it does leave wiggle room to be able to, you know, find time for these other things. So I'm really fortunate in that. And so I'm hoping to really milk and abuse that for all it's worth. Okay. Got it. That's, that's nice. I don't have that kind of job. So. (laughs) No, I know no, Tony. Just, I know Tony does it, and he can't even make lunch sometimes. I go to meeting. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. I mean, uh, I mean, I gotta admit. I mean, season two. Are we gonna get better scenery, or are we gonna get better looking clouds? Are we gonna have poofier clouds? What are we gonna have? <laughs> we are you gonna are you gonna iron the blue sheet behind you? <laughs> okay, so here's the honest answer to that. Yeah, last week in celebration of the one year anniversary, I ironed the blue background. I was so proud of myself. I'm ironing this thing. It's going to look better. Someone's going to notice. Apparently, yeah, someone is going to notice. Also, the little... (laughs) I can't believe you guys brought this up. The little clouds behind me are just cut out foam core. 
And if you if you if you go back and watch all of the episodes, which I'm assuming you are going to do, uh, if you that that was a prep, you know, for this show. some episodes still available. Um, if you go if you go back over the last year of episodes, you can see those foam core clouds slowly falling apart more and more. They're like taped and retaped and retaped, and they're bent. And uh, in <clears throat> to go along with ironing the backdrop, I actually went down the hardware store got a big plank of like uh one eighth uh one eighth thick wood and cut out new clouds painted them white so i have like wooden nice non-bendy non-ripping clouds behind me now for season two so i'm all i'm all stoked so big big announcement big reveal here on the rolling dice podcast <laughs> new backdrop coming for season two <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me just, but it's, that's the, but that right there, man, that right there is the things we associate and it's, br- that was brilliant. I mean, the guy with the clouds in the background, there it is. Now that it's ironed, I just won't, I won't like it as much anymore. It's like, oh, that looks too good now. No, he steamed his curtain. Yeah, but it was genius that you, that you came up with that. When you said, I'm going to do these videos, that you said, how can I do this? And it was like, it, it fit in right with your logo. And I mean, it was just, I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah, well, it's better than uh, Tony and what we got chastised for. We made the first couple of videos and did it in front of bookshelves of games. And immediately people said, you know, everybody else is doing that. Why can't y'all come up with something new? And it's like, oh, <laughs> and we're still working to do that. <laughs> Uh, just a couple of months ago, I actually got some new shelves. My, my games were stuck into a closet above my fireplace for like eight months. And I finally, just a couple months ago, got some actual factual shelves and I put my games on them. It's like, yay, my games are out. I can actually see them. And a friend of mine looked at the shelves, looks right at me. And that was the first thing he said, you're not going to start doing your videos in front of these shelves now, are you? Like everybody else. <laughs> like, so I, apparently people people notice these things and they really carry a lot of weight and, and here i thought that was like oh you're doing it in front of your game shelf that's like you're like everybody else you're professionals like come on be original it's like oh be original so tony and i are doing it outdoors with crickets and all this stuff and and lawnmowers that are going on yeah, if I ever get the time to do my uh, Among the Stars video review, you're yeah, I've got a different background, let me tell you. <laughs> and in my background, and I hope I got a picture of it. This is the wildest thing. This is what you can't get, man. A hawk came, I'm not kidding you, a hawk came swooping through the yard behind me. I don't know if he grabbed a mouse or a rabbit or something and then took off. I'm like, get out of here. Did y'all just see that? I mean, you can't pay people for that. That was, that was wild. He photobombed you. He did. That's what he did. He photobombed me. That's that is impressive. Wow. I, I, I probably can't see him. But that's okay. <laughs> so back, I swear he's back there. But, but so back to your campaign here. I see we've got um, at the time of this um, recording, which is on uh, September 11th, um, a day of remembrance here. Um, you still have uh, over 40 plus days to go, and slowly it's it's climbing slowly. I, I saw your video on celebrating um, your initial, you know, busting a thousand. That was an awesome video, by the way. And you got your chips in, so those looked really nice. So, I mean, you know, you got a ways to go. So, guys, definitely get out there, get out there and support this if you enjoy his videos because I'm 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 enjoying your um your ones you're doing on Board Game Geek right now. The um Oh, God. I'm always screw this. Meeples for sheeple, sheeple people? No, I can't do it, Marty. What is it? 
I'm afraid to say it now because I'll screw it up. Is it sheeples for meeples? No, it's meeples for sheepless Me- people. Meeples for sheeples? Sheeples? No, it's no. it's uh, it's a sheep's and wolves clothing. No, it's a wolves clothing for meeples. Go on, <laughs> you'll get it. Crap, you're not gonna get us off. You're not gonna get us off the hook here. I'm gonna get. Hold on, now I gotta go pull up a board game breakfast and skip to the end. Hold on. No, he has them posted individually on his YouTube channel. I mean, oh, he has a YouTube channel. Hold on, I didn't know oh, this. Gosh, <laughs> you're killing it. You're killing I'm kidding. It. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm subscribed. So the, leave me alone. the series is Meeples for Sheepish Peoples. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew, that's close. But Meeples it, and sheep. I knew there was something in there. But, but before we transcend, that was going to be the segue, Marty. But I'm going to pull it back. Per, it, was it was perfect. That was perfect. Now don't back. Don't no, backtrack on it. Uh, it's beep, great. Do it. No beep, beep, beep. Um, let's talk a little bit about your um, your levels on your Indiegogo campaign, real quick, um, if you would, because Marty got on me on this uh, when we were doing the um, who, uh, the board. Well, oh, good gosh, board game life. Who was it, Marty? God, board board of the life. Yeah, bored with life, and I was telling you, you know, people don't read the various levels. They want to be told the levels, and you were like, "No, they don't." And I'm like, "Yeah, they are." And I'm like, yeah. "So, so we've got a five dollar, twenty dollars." Give us a quick overview, man. Alrighty. You know they can read it right there. I'm looking at it right now. They don't read. Trust oh, me. Oh my gosh! I, come on, people uh, are smarter than that. It's my own campaign, and I'm looking it up right now myself. So. <laughs> I wrote the thing. Uh, so the, the different levels, uh, there's, uh, there are the basic like five and $20 levels, which, um, <clears throat> making these levels was actually really, really challenging and really difficult. Cause it's like, what, what can I give people? I want to give people back something for every pledge level. So the, 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 the first couple of levels are like your names in the credits, uh, of the videos th- in 2015. And I'm going to have a web page where I list every, all the con- contributors and the supporters of it. Um, I am, uh, then there's also, um, Board Game Geek has a little, uh, badge, the little, uh, micro badge that goes under your avatar. And <clears throat> so that's one of the pledge levels is to basically receive the geek gold to go and get that avatar, that ma- that micro badge for your avatar. Uh, and then there's um, a Facebook group and um, those little coins, little metal gold coins that um, I had minted for for the fundraiser. Those are um, those are another one of the, the perks. And also digging really deep into my art uh, bachelor of fine arts degree background, and I'm actually making an illustration for a custom playmat uh, that we're going to have printed up uh, with some of the characters of the show on it. And actually, in the the next couple of days, I'm going to release another update where I have some more of the sketches and the artwork that's going to go on the playmats um, displayed. It it can be a real, like I said, it's a real challenge to come up with with those type of things. And I'm kind of tying into also to the introversion and the social anxiety part, um, you know, I can come out in front of the camera and as long as I have a teleprompter running, you know, I can come out and be zany and wacky and stuff. But as you can probably tell by the incredible quality of my presentation I'm, I'm giving right now about the perks, 
when it comes to asking people to donate, you know, part, you know, their, their own hard earned money and stuff to it, uh, that's a really challenging to, uh, you know, to ask people to do. And, um, so every single donation that's been made to the fundraiser so far, uh, you know, I, whether it's just the lowest level or, or whatever, I've, I appreciate every single one because I understand, you know, how much confidence that, person has in, in in the show if, if they're doing that and, and like i said i just really appreciate it and it really means means a lot to me um as my sincerity my as my sincerity dials up the stammering usually also gets dialed up as well so uh i just wanted to take a moment to, to say that uh if i could take another moment i don't know if i can talk about it here on the show uh feel free to just replace this with uh, a you know long beep or, or something like that um but in the next day or so, I actually uh, have it scripted out. I'm going to be recording it and posting it hopefully tomorrow morning. Um, if the when when the campaign reaches uh, two thousand dollars in donations, um, when we hit that two thousand dollar mark, I actually have received a copy of Tragedy Looper, and so I'm going to have like a surprise product giveaway. It's like, hey, if we hit two thousand, when we do that. Surprise! I'm gonna. We have another game giveaway that we unlocked, and we're gonna unlock that. And so um, I'm gonna be revealing that to everybody tomorrow morning. And now that I think about it, I hope uh, by the time that this episode airs, I better have recorded and posted that, or um, <laughs> or I'm gonna. You have you have um, until uh, uh, you got seven days. five days. Five days. Yeah, five five days. So no pressure. No. No pressure. No, it's not like I'm None. recording something with like a timer counting down on me right next to me on a laptop or something. <laughs> that that's like expert mode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. That, that, that's amateur <laughs> mode right there. But anyway, dude. um, yeah. So yeah, the, the you know the fundraiser is is it's is churning away. You know, there's as with any fundraiser when it first launched, there was a big spike, which is to be expected, and it levels out. But um, I I've been really appreciated appreciative of everything that's come along now that i've talked about the fundraiser unless you have any other specific questions i'm really ready to change to a different subject now (laughs) if you guys want to we don't want to talk more about you begging for money no more of that we're done but you got but marty i don't know if you've read the the various levels but i have okay i want i want coins you you kept but you kept your humor in it the 35 dollar one yeah, we're going to assume you're going to spend the eight geek gold and you're not going to like go buy it for geek all stars micro badge or something like that. No, you're going to buy mine. Yeah, I hear you, man. I like that. I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's good stuff there. Okay, so now, Marty, I want you to go and cut the segue I have built and let's segue back into where we're going now. No, well, just remember what you said and say it again and then we'll do it. Well, it'd be easier if you would just cut and paste. Can't you, anyway, so <clears throat> anyway, I mean, you're doing a great job over there on, on Board Game Geek when you're talking about and see, he just told us what the name of it is. And once again, I've got nothing. It, it's Sheepless Meeples. Oh, my God. Sheeple, sheeples, sheeples, sheeples and 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 um, let's just go to the next segment. <laughs> I'm winning the episode. <laughs> So now, if you've been watching the uh, latest uh, board game breakfast and you've seen Chaz's uh, segment on uh, overcoming being somewhat of an introvert in gaming, and we thought that was a really interesting topic because gaming is a very social activity. And if you're one of those people that have a lot of tough time, maybe getting around a, a new group of people or meeting people, it's like this is maybe a tough hobby to get into. So 
I'm, Chaz, I'm glad you created this segment, um, Sheep for Meatless People, that, that I think is really taking hold. And, you know, if you want to talk about it for a few seconds, okay. so we can. Did, did, did you have what? Did you spend five <laughs> minutes sitting there thinking this up? Is that what you did? I'm a little, I'm a little upset about that because now you're winning the podcast episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the meat slash people slash sheep, uh, series <laughs> that it will now heretofore be known as, uh, <clears throat> it was one of those things where it, it came up, um, right after or right before Gen Con because, um, Gen Con, uh, as I'm sure you guys can commiserate with me, you know, I'm one of the many people who did not get a chance to go to Gen Con this year. And I, I realized as, at least as far as I was concerned, that I, I realized the, the only thing that kept me from going to it w- was me. You know, if, if I had taken the effort and done the work to get the badge, secure the hotel room, you know, get, get everything planned out instead of just going, eh, that's a lot of people out there. You know, maybe I'll give it a miss. Uh, if I, if I had taken the other approach, you know, I could have gone. And, you know, with the other people in the industry that I've met over this last year that I know were there, I, I actually really regret not going this year. So I was sitting there thinking about that. And, you know, realizing, I, you know, the only thing that kept me from going to it was me. Nothing else I can blame. I realized, you know, I bet there's a lot of other people out there who actually feel this way. You know, um, like I said, I can get in front of a camera and, you know, I can wah, do whatever, talk about things, be silly, be nutty. But if I go down to my local friendly uh, game shop, no, my friendly local game shop, if I go to my friendly local game shop on game night, uh, I go there and I stand on the wall and I kind of just wait, you know, just, dripping sweat waiting begging someone to come up and ask me to to play a game and so you know i thought well you know it's either going to be this for my next episode for the board game breakfast or it's just going to be me standing there asking people what they want me to talk about so i i figured i'd give it a shot and just you know do this and and the reception to it has been really surprising it's just I had no idea that there were so many people out there that felt the same way and had the exact same experiences. And it's just of all this of all the series that I have done so far for Board Game Breakfast, and, and maybe even on the channel as a whole um, to this point, the the Meeples for Sheepish Peoples series about introversion and social anxiety with gaming has gotten the most reception by far. And it's just like I said, it's it's been you know it's been heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time some of the emails and stuff i've received but you know um it's also if nothing else comes of this series if nothing else comes of the fundraiser nothing else comes of any of it being able to have produced this and given some other people out there these tools that have the same fear that i experience going out there and you know wanting to play more games but being really shy to go out there and hook up with the people. If, if it helps other people, it gives them those tools, then it will all have been really worth it. And it'll be something that I'll be really proud of. Yeah, that's, it's, it's good. It's such a, a great seriousness. And one of those things that I guess I, I've never uh, thought about that somebody have, having to, to go through. That's what's kind of opened uh, my eyes as I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big 
people person uh, type thing. It's not like I'm going to go in there and just start trying to make friends with everybody. I've, I kind of have a little bit of social anxiety too. Uh, my wife is like the total opposite. Uh, we go anywhere and, you know, to a grocery store and she'll just start, start, start talking to a stranger. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I'm just being friendly. I just like talking to people. So me and her are totally opposite. But so I think that it's really good if you're into the into board gaming and the fact that uh, the biggest benefit of board gaming is the whole social aspect. But then you may have a little problem dealing with the social aspect. How do you get over that? So I do think it's really good to bring it out and talk about because, like you said, you're surprised at how many other people have come out and said, "Hey, I feel the same way." Oh yeah, and 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 people have come out of the woodwork. It seems you know and. Uh, every time an episode goes up on a Monday, uh, I'll get a little wave of, of comments and uh, emails through the website's contact form and other things that, that kind of come in. And it's just, it's just so amazing to see. And, um, I, to see people tell me, Hey, I did this thing too, you know, and I tried it and, you know, it worked. It's like, just, just blows my mind, uh, you know, that, that it can have that type of effect on people. So when do we expect your self-help book to show up on the New York Times bestseller list? Well, you know, if I had been prepared for that question, I'd be saying something really witty right now in response. So, I mean, uh, if, if you haven't gone back and watched these for anybody listening, I mean, you, you bring out some excellent points. Um, you had to go back and, of course, define what you meant by social anxiety versus being an introvert. And that was very helpful. Um, but I mean, the one about the orange cones, Marty and I saw that at origins. I don't know where you saw it, but that is an excellent, you know, oh, do, do they do the orange cones at, at origins? Yes. Yes, they do. And the, excellent. in the board That's, game, in the board excellent. game room. Yeah. Yep. The, it actually was a local, semi-local, uh, convention here. Um, it was in, uh, Vancouver, Washington. There's a convention in, in March called game storm. And, um, some friends that I met at another convention, um, I, I was at a convention here locally in, in my town and no cones. And so I was walking around, you know, like a buffoon looking for open games, you know, staring at my shoes. And some friends I, I made there said, Oh, you need to go up to this convention in, in Vancouver because they do this cone thing and you never have to wait for a game and you know which ones are open. And it just blew my mind. And I, I still haven't gone to many conventions and certainly not, not the larger ones where there's all those crowds. But uh, so I, I don't know if this cone thing is widespread or not and, and how common of an approach it is. No, I mean, it, it's an it's a great point. That's good. I mean, it's being probably somebody went to Origins and saw that and brought it back that way. So, you know, that's just how it goes. I mean, that's really good. Um, and then you from the standpoint, but Gen Con, because like Marty, I'm not that big social person. Matter of fact, I, I, re, I relate to a lot of what you've put in those videos because when I was at Gen Con um, a year ago, I'm by myself, don't know anybody. You know, it's kind of hard. You're walking around that huge floor and people are playing and you're just like, I don't want to bother these people. That's not me, oh, yeah. you know? It's one of the times where I forget I'm, I'm doing a audio podcast. I'm sitting here nodding along with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you, you can't hear that. <laughs> Mar yeah, Marty will add the sound effects of the marble <laughs> like spray paint back can. and forth, yep. back okay. and forth for the nodding. He's got that. <laughs> well, then there's the opposite type of person who, like, you are playing a game and they just walk up and start bothering you. So, you know, there's the other extreme, too. It's like, I don't want you here right now. Walk away. 
So, so yeah, you got both of those going on. And then you also pointed out, you know, show up early so that you, you can pick the game, which that alone is a key. Um, and you talked about forming, I don't know, we had an earlier, oh goodness, Marty, probably in our first year of how to start a game club. Um, Alex, a gaming friend of ours, he started a game club. And just like you said, he started with a small group. And I started thinking about this. We've that club has grown to the point where they're always at capacity at every game night. But at, when it originally started, it was you know five, six, seven people. Now you walk in there, there's thirty people. I can see where that is intimidating to people. That's a good point too. Well, and it's also important too, uh, Tony. This since you brought that up about the game club is that. Uh, they really stress for those who've been a part of the club for a while to be very cognizant of new faces when they walk in because uh, we meet at this restaurant up in this loft and when and when it's a decent sized loft until there's 30 35 people in there and then it gets very crowded and so we're supposed to start at seven when somebody walks in at 7 10 they're just kind of staying there looking around you know we've talked about some of those have been there for a while you have to get up away from the table from the game that you want to play approach another person and say, look, would you like to take my spot? You know, I mean, that was the whole purpose. Of, the whole purpose of the club is to try to grow the community and get more people in. And that means that those of us who really love games may have to make a sacrifice sometime for those who just very uncomfortable when they walk in that room and don't know anybody and just kind of looking at everybody doing their own thing. I think the, another good takeaway from this is if you don't have the social anxiety, you might be just cognizant of of when you're in a large group and maybe a face you don't know that's almost like a wallflower. Uh, go talk to them. You know, hey, is there a certain game you're looking for? What do you like? You, you know, sort of deal. Help break the ice for them. Yeah, and I think your videos are bringing that out in, in your uh, for the the meatless sheep people that it's all about. You know how how to break that ice and the more people that see that now know, you know, really there's people like that. And they're like, yeah, you need to, you need to engage them. You need to break that shell, knock in there go, Hey, you in there? Come on, come on, come on. Enjoy to come play a game of resistance. And I'm going to tell you right now, run, do not play resistance. Oh, jeez, You and your resistance. <laughs> the propaganda against resistance continues. I see. Okay. <laughs> Yes, it will always it will always continue. So anyway, but um, so how long are you going to keep that series running, man? <laughs> Forever? Yeah, it's getting kind of old. I mean, when are you going to be done with this thing? No, no kid. It's good advice. They're they're excellent length. You're right there. You're what you've done five, right? Five. Everybody see that five? He's he's nodding again. Here's the. Sh- 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 I, okay. I currently have uh, at least three more scripted, um, but one of those is kind of the conclusion, kind of overall review. So. Uh, what I was planning on doing was finishing off these three more and then letting it kind of percolate. And then if I, you know, as more questions, suggestions and things come in, probably revisit it, uh, sometime mid next year, I'm thinking and do like a little, little, another mini series to tack onto it. Uh, but so that, that's, that's kind of, so I guess what that's five, eight, seven, eight, so eight, yeah, it's eight total there, seven. So there's a few more. Oh, that's it. I, I, it's it's a good series, and and it you really do have is. those you do have those on your YouTube channel, right? Individually, you haven't got to go watch the board game breakfast because you've you've pulled them out and you can go watch them. Yeah, actually, I guess something that obvious to me that other people may not know what I do with the board game breakfast um, head in the clouds videos that are, are in the, the board game breakfast. I uh, let 
I post them on the YouTube channel about a week after they appear on the Board Game Breakfast. So kind of let Board Game Breakfast have the exclusive for the week, and then then all bets are off, and I take them. Yeah, well, you know, you got that. We got that exclusive contract with Tom. You know where. Uh, he won't let you post anything that you do if it comes up on his channel for a week or he sends uh, Stephen Bonacle right after you or something like that. I'm saying nothing in reply to that. <clears throat> no <laughs> comment. <laughs> so anyway, so it, guys, if you haven't checked it out, uh, please uh, go do. Again, you can go uh, look up his uh, the videos on um, – on his uh, YouTube, and again, it is meatless sheep for people. That joke is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that one was. <laughs> Thank you. Back in the lead. <laughs> well, Marty, we're coming to the end of the show, and once again, we really pr- appreciate Shay being on the show today. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't even go there. But anyway, um, Chaz, uh, once again, thank you so much. But I do have a couple other questions for you. So, what are some of your favorite games? What, what, what do you pull out of the closet that you always want to play? Oh, well, <clears throat> well, you know, I... There's some people. Wow. Did I, did I tongue tie you here? What's going on here, dude? Come on. <laughs> uh, video games or are we talking hopscotch? No, um, <clears throat> oh, we'll, hey, we'll talk video games. We'll talk games. video Let's games. We'll talk. No, yeah. No. We're, we're going to do a whole show on video games. No, okay. Here, here, here's, the honest, here's the honest answer. There, there's some people out there uh, who, who can who could go out and they could rank. You know, they're, I don't know, a hundred of their favorite games and they, they could they could rank them all. I, I honestly, if I... St- who would watch that, though? Come on. <laughs> who who defunk it? But um, I, I've tried doing that, and I start to feel bad for the games that I don't rank highly. And so I, when someone says, what's your favorite game right now? I always kind of get this shell shock because, like, oh, if I don't talk about this one, I feel bad. But but throwing caution to the wind, um, right now, my, my quote-unquote favorite game at the moment is Suburbia. Um, I really enjoy that one. Uh, I have been playing uh, a lot of Volt Robot Battle Arena with my daughter, V-Bug. Uh, we discovered that one. And and her favorite game right now, uh, for better or worse, is Dungeon Fighter, where you have the little target on the table and you throw the dice at it different ways. Uh, she, she was watching some videos with me uh, and got the idea in her head to make a list of her top 20 favorite games and dungeon fighter is her number one at the moment so i've been playing that a lot so i guess the real answer to your question is you know what one of my current favorites those aren't necessarily the ones i have been i haven't been able necessarily to play my current favorites but those are the ones i've been playing a a lot of, of recently i did also get the chance to play dead of winter recently which uh it's always nice to be able to play something that's uh you know the current the current buzz and so i got to indulge in <laughs> yeah. that and that game was so easy until we realized we were playing it wrong and then when we started <laughs> Don't playing, you hate it wrong, that. playing it correctly it beat us unmerciful within two rounds. <laughs> what were you doing wrong? You know, the uh, you can send people out to the different locations outside uh-huh. of your... Out- we weren't adding a zombie for every person outside at those locations each round. So we're like, this is... Well, we got zombies trickling in. This is nothing. And you always know it's a bad sign when you're playing the game. This is easy. And someone pipes up, excuse me, can... 
can I look at the rule book for just a minute? I want to look something up. <laughs> sure enough, so someone was given the rule book and we realized, oh, that's why this game is so easy because it's not. And once we start, once we started adding the zombies to all the outside locations, like I said, we, we were dead within two rounds, <laughs> but it was awesome. Yeah, I've got to. Uh, I got to play it again. It's it's one of those things. It's become a staple at our game club. Uh, the past couple times I've gone, uh, I've seen a group playing it each time. And and uh, last time, I don't know what happened. Um, the the group that played it was a group of five people. It took them three hours to play a short campaign. I was like, why is it taking y'all this long? I usually die within twenty minutes, and this game is over. And so they played for three hours and, and lost. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know why it took so long, but anyway, um, it is such, it's one of those games that when you finish, uh, I've always liked games where you have experiences you can talk about after the game is over and that's it. Whether you win or lose, you got something to talk about. Yeah. Love, love a game that gives you a story afterwards that you'll be telling for, for months and years to come. And and that one definitely does. And those guys the other night had a fantastic story. They went the entire game. And uh, didn't know it until uh, roles were revealed that there was a betrayer in their midst. They never figured it out. So I thought, and it, so they played for three hours and never figured out the guy was messing them up. <laughs> Did the betrayer end up winning then? Um, nope, because uh, you know, for the betrayer to win, the morale track has to get to zero. The uh, the the round track ended up at zero. They ran out of rounds, so he couldn't get the morale down fast enough to win. So nobody won. Wow. So they played that long and nobody won. That'd be a flip. That's correct. That'd flip the table right there. That'd be it. No, because again, like Chas says, it's the story. There was like, wow, can you believe that we played that long and nobody even won? Wow. It's, it's the experience. If you can play a game for three solid hours and have the end result be nobody won and still want to play it again, that's a sign usually of a pretty pretty good game then if, if it can undergo that and and still come back to the table the next week mm-hmm. i agree so tony you're, you're way wrong i'm sure i am i mean you have yeah, after a four-hour eldritch horror marathon yeah that game ain't <laughs> oh ever coming God. back to the table <laughs> oh eight people oh, dude wow. we we played arkham horror for the first time last year with six people and that was the last time I'm ever doing that. So uh, I would imagine Eldritch Horror is supposed to be even more streamlined, isn't it? Oh, it compared to Arkham, it is. Oh, yeah. But still, with eight people, it it drags. It drags. And, and if your um, if your deck doesn't set up right, it can oh just go ahead and you're just praying for the for the elder one to come and rise and kill you all. <laughs> You're actually praying to the elder to kill yeah, you. You're like, please come in this game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't played um, Arkham since we've got Eldritch. I will always choose now Eldritch over Arkham because the mechanics are easier, especially if you're playing with new people. Well, no, if you're playing with the uh, experienced people, Arkham is one of those games for me. I have to relearn the rules every single time I play. It's not that bad with, with Eldritch. Maybe a little bit of the setup, but once once we get the game set up, I can remember how to go. But Arkham is like, okay, I can't remember what the turns exist of, consist of, or whatever. My my experience with Arkham, after waiting months and months to get a group together to play it, then having that experience with it, has kind of soured me a little. I've been hesitant to try Eldritch Horror because of, because of that experience. Try Eldritch with no more than five people. 
right. And a, a four. Tony says four because because we're on audio broadcast and he's he's holding up four fingers. That's not the finger I got from him. What do you mean only play with one person? Oh, that's the wrong. <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I guess four is probably good for your first game. Do play play with four, and and you'll come back. Go okay. That that's a better game than than Arkham is. Yeah, I mean that's 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 it's they're great games. Yeah, great games. Have a lot of fun with them, and yeah, four or five people. I agree with you. So nothing else. I mean, nothing from your past that you're like, oh man, I always love pulling out. Oh, I don't know, um, this game or something like that. Um, did you ever do any CCGs, TCGs, or anything like that? Oh, I I was huge into Magic uh, in mm-hmm. the '90s. Though I have a I have a friend who actually is a level two DCI judge um, mm-hmm. in in uh, in Virginia. So shout out to Virginia friend there, whoever you are. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, you can use names uh, on this show. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you can say it. Nobody, nobody listens to this show anyway. So go ahead and say it. <laughs> but uh, no. So my, my, I got guys. He goes by uh, I, his uh, his call sign that he goes by is Topher. So he uh, Topher and I played a lot of Magic and stuff uh, in in the nineties and such. And he actually, um, I, I know you guys talk about Android Netrunner a, a lot. You guys seem a little smitten on it. Um, I've only played. I've only had the opportunity to play that a couple of times and it's always been with him when he comes out from Virginia. Uh, he grew up here in Oregon, so he visits family. So when he comes out every year or two, he'll, he, he'll come out and we'll have like a whole game day, just him and I. And last time he was here last summer, he introduced me to Android Netrunner. And it was one of those games where it was really interesting, but I was so glad that I had someone that has the level of expertise with these type of board games that can be a, a level two DCI judge that was able to explain it to me because I don't know if I could have actually comprehended it e- e- any other way. In fact, he, he taught it to me and there 50% of the game was playing and 50% was me just nodding, you know, pretending I knew what was going on and, and drawing my card and saying, I think I'm done. <laughs> but, um, so that was, that was a good experience. I'd like, I'd like the opportunity to be able to play more of the Android Netrunner as well, but the game, the gamers and the community I have local here just aren't as invested in it as, as much as my friend is. So I don't get that opportunity as often. Talking about games like that, what about other LCGs or did, did Marvel Dice Masters take off there? Or is there any interest in Doomtown? Because um, about five or six people this week got a copy of Doomtown and four of us got to play for the first time the other night. And there was one guy that sat down and has said, I have no interest in this game. He got up and went, well, I guess it's okay. I'll try again. The next day, he emailed and said he ordered two copies from Amazon. So there you go. (laughs) That right there is why I have actually stayed away from Doomtown. (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine, talking about LCGs and CCGs, a friend of mine said, nope. This, the reason I don't do those is the same reason I don't do crack because I'm afraid I will like it. And if I do, well, there goes all my time and money. <laughs> and, and Doomtown seems it's, it's quite an investment. Um, and it seems like it has a lot of moving parts to it, but oh man, I've heard good things about it. And it's one of those, you got to pick your battles, pick which games you're going to, you're going to get sometimes. And you know, I, I made my list and it's like, now nah, I'm going to just wait on Doomtown. Wait, wait until, 
I hear a lot of the, the reports about how it is, if it is really as good as the buzz about it is and wait until it goes on sale maybe. And, um, so we'll we'll see about that one. Yeah, the uh, the thing about the the whole LCG and Tony and I talked about this on the show before. You played a lot of Magic. the The format of the LCG is uh, money wise cheaper than a CCG by far, by far because you you basically buy a one pack of cards for fifteen bucks every six weeks. There's no way a real Magic player is only spending fifteen bucks every six weeks on boosters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, better yet, I got sucked into Magic Online, where I was able to spend that money on virtual boosters for a while, and until I kind of realized one day, what am what am I doing? So that was the the end of that. All right, yeah. The it's funny. The uh, a lot of people into Hearthstone right now, and I know you can play for free, but the way to really get up in that game is to put a little money towards it so you can buy more booster packs. But I'm, I haven't. Played a lot of that one either, kind of, kind of for that reason. Uh, another, just talking about games that that we we've played recently. Um, I'm looking through my list here of what I've what I've played, uh, trying to pick ones that I won't feel bad about um, neglecting the other ones here. Uh, <clears throat> I would I played Istanbul. Uh, you know, games don't have feelings, right? <laughs> they won't know. That that makes it worse. <laughs> now uh, no, it's all me. Uh, no, I, I, um, I know one of the game, uh, one of the games that came out recently, um, I actually got a chance to play, um, a couple months ago. I played Camel Up and Istanbul, uh, both, you know, Spiel de Yaris and, and, uh, Kin, the other one. Kenner, 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 Kenner Spiel's Meatless, yeah. Meatless People thing. Yes! <laughs> the Sheeple People Kenner Spieler. Uh, I got to play Camel Up in Istanbul side by side uh, a couple days, uh, a couple months ago. And um, Camel Up really impressed me, and I, I really liked that one, ex- except for that incredibly ridiculous pyramid thing that they decided to put in there. But other than that, I enjoyed that one. Istanbul surprised me a lot in that I couldn't understand exactly what the hype was about for it. Um, it, it really didn't mesh mesh with me at all. Congratulations. You are now a regular co-host. <laughs> Woohoo! I cracked the code. <laughs> well, let me tell you about five more games I hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to play, like you, I got to play that once and I walked away going, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's a decent game, but I didn't get the hype either. And maybe, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't put my finger on it. It's one of those things that I hate to judge a game by one play, but it's one of those things where I, if I get to play it again, fine, but I'm not going to go ask for it sort uh, of deal. I did give it the benefit of the doubt. And just last weekend, I got the chance. I played it a second time. Still hate it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but this time... I, I I don't want to just you know, rag on, on the game. I actually did take notes because I want to make a video about it to kind of explain why, you know, to, to not just say this is bad because it's not. There's you know, If you enjoy playing a game, that's all that really matters, you know. But um, right. I, I came up with like four or five specific things about the game that just made me kind of led me towards not liking it as much as I, could. I hated it. Yes. Well, and not to spoil your future content, but just drop us one or two. Just I'm I'm curious to see see how you put your. I, I'm curious to see because I couldn't find the right words, and you may have found it. And I'm going to go. Yes, that's the reason. Me finding the right word. Okay, there's a first time potentially for everything. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
Well, one thing is the, the payment system where you need to have, say, four of the green resource to use this tile, but then you only have to pay one, but you have to have four. I can see the, the reason that the rationale and the concept behind that, but it just seems so awkward to me of not spending all four. It, it and it caused a lot of confusion with a lot of the players. Um, another thing was, uh, and again, uh, we used the beginner layout. Um, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have said, you know, well, when you randomize the tiles, you will get a different play experience, but at least beginning with the beginner layout, my experience was how you drop off your little workers at the tiles seemed un- unnecessary, just an additional busy work. And it also it was another thing that confused a lot of people. There was one player who every single turn would put their little stack of discs on a tile and the player to their left, every single turn would look at them, look at their pile and take one of the workers off of it for them because they just never got that concept of, Oh yes, you drop off your worker. Then you pick up your worker. They had to have someone else managing it for them. But, um, and then you're supposed to go back to the fountain, bring them all back you know, to your stack. Uh, and the strategy that I saw win the very first game I played used only like six of the 16 tiles that are laid out. And so when I played it the second time, I tried a similar strategy. I used focus on just six of them and I ended up, uh, you know, winning that game. Um, and because I just focused on this same strategy and again, focusing on just six of the 16 tiles, I also didn't need to go to the fountain. Replenishing my workers was not an issue. It just seemed like busy work. So though, those were two of the main things that I saw with the game that just seemed like I could see the concept behind them and where they were going. But just in my experience, it didn't add anything and actually detracted and added just complication for complication's sake to it. That's a good explanation. And it's one of those things that maybe there was so much hype behind the game when I sat down to play it, I was ready to be blown away and I shouldn't have done it. It's not like, you know, when you a movie comes out that you want to go see and you just hype it up in your head and you go, Oh, that one as good as I thought it was going to be. And then you add up liking it less. I, I agree. I, and when I had just played camel up, the Spiel des Jahres, Spiel des Jahres uh, winner. And so I was like, wow, that was great. I love that. It's like, well, let's go do the Kinder Spiel des Jahres game. You know, okay, well, Camel Up was this great. You know, this one that was this award winner must also be great. And that, that definitely may have led um, to some of the distaste for it. So Tony had to go off and have a coughing fit somewhere yes, or something like that. So he's back. So glad you're back. Dude. Hey, well, you know, I've been battling this cold. So that's what I can. Do you got it? So, hey, I, I just stepped away, man. Just had to step away, but okay. So we need to wrap this thing up, Marty. Figure it out. How are we going? How are we going in? What? What? I'm not. Where'd that come from? I'm looking at the time. I'm. I'm trying to be respectful of our few listeners that we have. I mean, you know, we're not trying to draw this thing out. My goodness, man. Oh, we're we're, we're not going to make it through three hours when we go on Geek All Stars in a few weeks, are we? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I have. I will. I'll have my day quill. I got an idea. Go. Let's tag team. Let, let, let's tag team. I'll take the first hour and a half. You take the second hour and a half. You got that. And and you know what? We'll or we'll take a nap beforehand. So anyway. <laughs> so um, you do have a uh, Kickstarter that you want to talk about, right? As I look at the show notes. Yes, just real quick. Just wanted to um, bring to the attention we received um, from Knapsack Games a uh, Kickstarter that's coming out in mid September. I think it's next week, if I remember correctly. Called Neat. September sixteenth. September sixteenth. 
called Knee Jerk. And um, we received this game, and I tried it out with um, my wife and our neighbors, my little gaming group here. And, you know, I discovered something about it. This is a game that it's not an apples to apples. I don't want to say it's apples to apples, but it is a game where you're trying to get, it's a party game where you're trying to get people to finish a phrase or finish a sentence as quickly as you can. So I was trying it out. And let me just say, this is not for those that may be of our advanced years where, you know, quick thoughts don't happen um, because it's just not how that's going to work. Because we are, we are, um, slow witted for so i mean for instance this fits perfectly so what happens is you you play three cards the host will play three cards and he will pick uh, a, a starting sentence and then he'll choose from his hand three cards and he'll finish it out and then whoever says it first will get the point for the game that's what knee jerk is all about it's a knee jerk reaction a knee jerk statement so for instance just to go perfectly along with this show and what we've talked about today i feel awkward at the mall because my imaginary friend said, and you would shout out an answer real quick, and that's knee jerk. So, so if you like, I pooted. Yeah, I pooted. I used that the other night. I pooted, and Donna's like, that don't make any sense. I'm like, I know, but I said it first. She goes, but the host has the right to reject the answer. They can do that. So you could sit here, and if you're the host, you could reject all the answers, not give any points, and just sit there and keep making up stupid phrases if you wanted to. That's up to you. But, I mean, there's there's endless combinations and all this. And if this is a game that you think um, is something that your play group or your, that you would enjoy getting out there, definitely go take a look um, for uh, Knee Jerk when it comes out on Kickstarter. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this, that uh, we appreciate him sharing this with us, letting us to try it out. But if you've got a slow-witted group like me, this game is not going to work. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Maybe if you're not slow-witted, you want to take it to a group of people that is slow-witted, so you win. But you can't be the host, all right? You no. can't be the host. Okay. Now, now we tried to house rule it. This is how bad it got. We said, we need to come up with a house rule on this game. And we're like, what do you mean a house rule? I'm looking at it. The whole point is it's a knee-jerk reaction. And they're like, no, we need a house rule. Give us 15 seconds to think. I, can, I said, I'm going to do one better. I'm going to call your name out and say, you got a minute and see how this works. It didn't happen. It was hilarious. That was more fun. So, you know. Yeah, but see, you got a good experience out of it. You got a story. You got a story. That's exactly what we were talking about. So, guys, go take a look at this if you're interested in a new party game, a card game. I mean, you know, it's a real simple card game. Um, I'm not really sure what the funding levels are going to be. But for those of you like me that are kind of, yeah, I'm not very quick-witted at times. You know, I try to kid myself that I am. I used to be. Uh, it's not going to. It's not going to work for me. And I'm not a big apples to apples player. I, I never really did like that, where you play a game and let someone else choose your fate. Dixit, you know, uh, that, those were just not me. But hey, if you are, definitely give this game a, a look. Um, comes out next week. So uh, I've got something to mention that has nothing to do with games. So. Yeah. So what? Uh, so this week on Twitter, I got into this discussion about moon pies. And uh, Chaz, do you know what a moon pie is? Is that the the cookie sandwich with the whipped creamy stuff or ice cream in the middle? Yes. Do you have that in Oregon? You know, I think that is more of a southeast thing more than here. I I, I know I've seen okay. them, but they're not everywhere. They're not like given away for free. That's the okay. That's that's why I need to know because somebody told me said, "Oh, you must mean scooter pie," and I go. Okay, I don't know what a scooter pie is. And they shared a picture of one. It's like, well, that does look exactly like a moon pie. So here it is. 
there's no such thing as scooter pies around here. So I want to compare the two. If there is somebody out there that would send me one scooter pie, I would like the flavor to be like a regular moon pie with chocolate with the, uh, the white marshmallow center. If you're to send me that, I'll pay for it. You can contact us at RollDiceTakeNames at gmail.com. I'll pay for shipping or whatever. I want to uh, take that and compare it potentially on video on one of Marty's musings, the scooter pie versus the moon pie with an RC drink in hand because here in the South, you do not have a moon pie without an RC. That's just, you, you know that right, Tony? Yes. Oh, you, without, I, I okay. actually did a um, Southern um, progressive dinner and we had fried green tomatoes, fried okra, fried chicken, Coca-Cola cake, or moon pie in an RC. All right. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> nice. So if there's anybody out there that would be willing to send me a scooter pie, I don't need a whole box. I just like one. Uh, you can email us at names at gmail.com. You do know so. the company that makes scooter pies went out of business. Now it's made by another company. And so if you get this, you might want to hope you got an expiration date on that. But I do know that scooter pies do maintain their shelf life. It's up there with Twinkie. like a hostess yeah, Twinkie? it's up there with Twinkie and a zombie apocalypse. You got it, man. <laughs> what do you have during a zombie apocalypse? Scooter pies and hostess yeah, Twinkies. Hostess Twinkies. I mean, the big difference uh, I know from the research I did, because I'm always prepared for this show, is that um, you know a scooter pie has more fluff than a moon pie. Did you know that? Is, it, is, the, is the center of something different beside a moon uh, pie? Supposedly, yes, they are. And you know who it's named after, you know. Um, is oh, oh god, I can't even think. Uh, the Muppet? No, no, that's your scooter, the Muppet. You, it's baseball, man. Come on, scooter. Um, uh, was it Phil Rizzuto? Food or Rizzuto? I, I looked this up. See how well prepared we are, Chaz. We are just, yeah, you said you, you did research did. on scooter pies and you couldn't even figure out who the I can't name remember, was. Remember, okay, after. Moon Pie's named after that thing going around the earth. <laughs> See, I'm glad we got somebody on the show to laugh at my jokes because you never laugh at my jokes, Tony. I laugh at your joke. It's all internal. I internalize them. <laughs> and how was that a joke? Here, let me play a let's play a quick round of knee jerk for you. Let me let me shuffle the cards real quick. Uh, you see how the show just breaks down at the end, Chaz? That's what on, on our show notes we just have outro and we just like you know here's a couple things we want to talk about and it's not script. Can you tell us not scripted at this point? <laughs> So let's 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 see if we can figure the, the way off this bus. Let's, let's before we drive off the cliff. So, um, Chaz, once again, if you would um, pull up your Indigo um, Go 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 Indigo Go Go site. Uh, give us give us some of your your links, all that good stuff, so that people can go out and check. Where it out can we you. find you, Chaz? Where can we find? That's an excellent way to put that, Marty. Good job. Pair of Dice Paradise can be found in your internet web browser at www.pairofdiceparadise.com. And a helpful tip for anyone else wanting to get into video board game podcasting. Making a URL, a web address, that is a pun that a lot of people confuse, is a really, really good idea. Yes, do that thing. So again, pairofdiceparadise.com. The oh, don't you hate that? <laughs> That's so funny. So on the uh, promo that we did for you, that was one of the first jokes I thought of was that pun. The whole Paradise Paradise, but well, that's what it says. <laughs> I, I mean, I love the name. 
It is a great name, but I can understand where if you go, go to paradiseparadise.com and it's like paradise parrot or pair of dice. Par- yeah. What, how do I spell that again? Oh my God, please Google hit it right. Hit it right. I was, I was so proud of coming up with that name. I registered it. I made it. I started the YouTube channel. Very first person I told about, Hey, go here. The response was, was it paired of par- pair of it? And it was just, uh-oh. So, yes, on the Pair of Dice Paradise website, there is a link to the fundraiser and the YouTube channel, Twitter feed, and all of the other fun, neat stuff we try to have fun with, um, with board games and such. And also contact form if you want to get a hold of me for some reason and maybe, you know, contact me to have me start repaying my student loan to you. That's always an option. And there you there you go. And you know, also don't forget about his his other segment that he's doing, Sheepless Meeple for the People. Is that close? I think that's what's in Scooter Pies. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> sheepless sheep. she, sheepless meat. <laughs> yeah. Shearing sheep for the people. I understand. <laughs> shearing right. sheep. For, wait a minute, there's a game there somewhere. There's a board game about shearing sheep somewhere. <laughs> Shearing sheep somewhere with alliteration. Yes. No, we really do appreciate you coming on tonight, um, and definitely everything you do because you know that the um, we we joke about the in, introvert, but you encounter it more than you realize. I mean, when you were talking about that, that did that did hit home. I was like, you know, that was me walking around Gen Con, kind of like where you were sitting there hugging that game. I'm sitting there hugging a game, going, "Okay, someone going to ask me to play," you know, or at Origins. The the orange cone, that's a brilliant idea. And I also want to say, too, as we get ready to log off, that uh, we've had a, a lot of fun with Chaz tonight. But I just want to say that I've talked with, with Chaz online, and we've seen him here face-to-face. I've never met him in person, but I just want to say, you could just tell that he is one of the most genuine nice guys that's that's out there right now uh it's a pleasure to talk to you and you could just tell that you're one of the one of the good guys and you know you're very humble in, in what you do and you, and you love what you do and you're proud of what you do and that comes through as just a guy who just loves to make content and play games so we appreciate that wow well thank you very much um yeah to- follow that one up <laughs> i win <laughs> yeah Curse, curse you, Marty! <laughs> uh, the only response I have to that is something my wife taught me long ago, early in our relationship. Just because I can think of something witty to reply back with, it's not always a wise idea to do so. So I'll just leave it right there with a sincere, heartfelt thank you. You're, you're welcome. And also, before we get off, too, I uh, just want to let you know that uh, one of, another one of those nice guys has another campaign going on right now at Indiegogo, and that's Rodney Smith from Watch It Played. Uh, another one of those very nice guys who has a campaign running at this exact same time. So uh, we, we've been supporting him. He came on our show a while ago, and uh, we want to continue to support both these guys as they uh, – uh, the funds they're going to use is going to allow them to have more time to make better content that all of us really enjoy. And, and we just appreciate all that they do. And this is a little to- This is a little token that you can give them to make sure that we continue to get that wonderful content that you provide us week to week. That sounded like it was scripted, but it wasn't. That was, well, that was a good job, dude. All right. You like so. that? I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to listen to this. I was going, wow, that was impressive. That was like stream of consciousness right there. 
And we have those occasionally on this show. So with that being said, and at the conclusion of this show, just if you would out there, keep rolling dice and taking names. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names. Or why don't you visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Or if you prefer, subscribe on iTunes. Or how about visiting our guild page on BoardGameGeek. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about? There's always time to talk about the fundraiser more. Which pledge is it that gives you sheepless meat? Oh.